In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Picture with me this scene from the Acts of the Apostles. The resurrected Jesus is with his disciples on the Mount of Olives, which is a steep hill right next to Jerusalem, just across the Kidron Valley. It has been 40 days since Jesus' resurrection, and Jesus has spent this time with his disciples, teaching them still more about the kingdom of God. But the disciples have one more question that is clearly burning in their hearts. Standing on this hillside, they can see Jerusalem's glorious temple mount gleaming in the sunlight, but things are still not as they should be. Jerusalem is under control of the Roman Empire, and the future of their small Jewish sect is still unclear. The disciples are ready. They are ready for this foreign occupying power to leave so that the kingdom of Israel can return to its former glorious splendor. The disciples have seen Jesus perform miracles, heal people, drive out demons, and now they've seen him rise from the dead. It's only a matter of time, they figure, that things will finally be set right once and for all. They long for the day when they can feel fully empowered again to live and worship their Lord without fear of persecution. They long for the day when their daily lives will simply feel normal again. And so the disciples ask Jesus, now are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And with that question, the disciples demonstrate that even after everything that has happened in the past 40 days, even in the presence of a man that they recognize as Lord, who rose from the dead and has spent countless hours telling them about God's new plan for the world, even after all of this, the disciples don't get it. Things are not going to go back to the way they used to be. The normal that they knew doesn't exist anymore. Easter Day changed everything. And Jesus has one more surprise in store for them to show just how different everything has become. And so Jesus answers their question with what feels like maybe a non-answer. He says, it's not for you to know when God will restore the kingdom, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And with these final words, Jesus is suddenly lifted up into the clouds and disappears. The disciples are left gaping at the sky. They're dumbstruck. They were not expecting this. Think about it. Most of them have not seen such an incredible and glorious sight. Only Peter, James, and John were present for the transfiguration. And the Gospels don't offer any account of anybody actually seeing Jesus rise from the dead. So this moment of Jesus being lifted up is by far the most dramatic and frankly incomprehensible event that the disciples would have witnessed. This moment, the ascension, more than any other, is a sign to the disciples that everything has changed. The way that God interacts with the material world has been altered. 
a new pathway from heaven to earth has been opened up. The two men who clothed in white who appear at the moment of the ascension describe this pathway well. Just as Jesus was taken up into heaven, he will return the same way. Jesus preached about the kingdom of heaven being present on earth during his life. And now, in the moment of his ascension, he demonstrates how near the kingdom of heaven really is, and he shows how easily one can leave one and enter the other. And so finally, the disciples understand what Jesus' resurrection is all about. When they return their gaze from the cloud into which Jesus ascended, and they look at earth again, what do they see? They see their beloved Jerusalem. They see the majestic temple, still occupied by the Romans. But now they see it differently. Before, they thought that they had to wait for God to do something else so that their lives would be better, for their hope to be fulfilled. But now they know that all they must do is wait for the gift of the Spirit. When they receive that gift, the power that they experience will allow them to live without fear, to joyfully worship their Lord and God, and to live their new normal. You and I are still living in that reality that the disciples finally understood on the day of the ascension. Just like on that day, when we look at our city, we see gleaming stone buildings, but instead of the Temple Mount, we see the monuments, we see the Capitol, the White House. And no, ma no matter what side of the aisle we are on, we see that things are not as they should be. Maybe we long for a time, like the disciples, when our nation functioned as normal. Maybe we long for a time when we felt like we had control over the decisions that affect our daily lives. Maybe we long for a time when we could, could predict with a certain amount of confidence how our public leaders would conduct themselves. We ask God, when will you restore our nation? When will you make things right? When will things go back to normal? Today we're given an answer. We aren't waiting for the day when things will feel normal again. Because Jesus' resurrection and ascension has changed everything. We are living a new normal. Things don't always happen as we expect or as we wish in this new normal. But the pathway that opened up between heaven and earth on the day of the ascension is still open. We have a new kind of power available to us. And what is that power? It is the power of prayer. It is what the disciples turn to in the moments and days after Jesus' ascension. Prayer allows us to ascend with Jesus to the kingdom of heaven and bring the kingdom of heaven back down to earth. Prayer is the power that we have been given in our new, normal lives. Prayer is the bridge that allows us to ask God to repair the gap between the world as it is and the world that we wish it would be.
In these days between the Ascension, which the church celebrated last Thursday, and Pentecost, which we observe in a week, the Archbishop of Canterbury has invited Christians worldwide to constantly devote themselves to prayer, just like the disciples did in the time between Jesus' ascension and the moment that they received the Holy Spirit, Pentecost. We are invited to pray, as Jesus taught us, thy kingdom come. Presiding Bishop Michael Curry said in a video this week that prayer actually does change things, sometimes in ways that we can see, sometimes in ways that we can't. When we pray, Bishop Curry said, there is silence in heaven because God is listening. And if God is listening, that changes the equation of the moment. Prayer changes things. The two men clothed in white asked the disciples, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up toward heaven? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Why do you stand looking up toward heaven? Turn your gaze back towards your broken city. Don't waste any time because the road in between heaven and earth is already built. The new normal is here. Pave it with your prayers. Amen.